Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Naked Heart Podcast. I'm here with Christina of Stellar Shift today. She is a tea ceremonialist. She's a breathwork facilitator. She leads incredible human design readings that are really deep, juicy, embodied. And she's one of my best friends. And we're co-creating a lot together in this year, 2020 on 2021. Wow. Oh, thank goodness. We're in 2021, right? Um, And I'm just so grateful to have her on the podcast episode today. Christina, hello. Thank you for being here. Hello, my sweet friend. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and inviting me into another space of co-creation with you. We've been doing a lot of like really juicy co-creation journeys with each other behind the scenes. And it feels so good to kind of bring it out and invite people into this energy that we share. (laughs) Uh, It just, you know, I invited Christina into this call and for it to just be a warm, casual chat. So we have envisioned all of you, anyone who taps into this episode, you're with us and we're grateful for that. Um, You know, Christina holds such deep codes of devotion, of embodiment, of clarity, uh, you know, like God codes of illumination, of divine love and acceptance. so human yet so otherworldly and you know before we jumped on and hit record christina just shared this prayer and christina i'd love to ask you in whatever words decide to arrive um, through this organic prayer would you share a prayer with our community today i would love to and i'll just invite anyone who feels called to close your eyes and just tap into this energy to do so It never sounds quite the same every time I say it, but just allowing this intention to anchor. So, yes, I invite in the highest frequencies of divine love, truth, wisdom, and clarity to flow through and into this human vessel so that I may be of service to the highest to the highest timeline, the highest intentions. I ask God, Divine Mother, Father, to move through me now, clearing my channel, opening my mind and my heart to best serve the collective and all of the beautiful souls who are choosing to join us in this beautiful energy portal we are creating with all of you. And so it is, must it be. (laughs) Thank you, sister. I felt like these really sweet, warm currents run through my field and my body asked me to open my hands and receive this prayer with open hands, open heart. So I feel you. I feel you. I've been feeling a lot of sweetness in my field the past, you know, couple of days, maybe week since I went through a period of really deep descent and what I would consider bitter medicine. (laughs) And the thing about bitter medicine is it's super important and it makes the sweetness even more sweet. So I've really been appreciating the sweetness that I've been tasting and accessing and savoring it on another level, especially after the 
the phase of life and process that I've been dancing in. <laughs> mm, and I'll guide us into speaking on that in just a moment. When you say bitter medicine, though, I think of ayahuasca. And yep. about this time <laughs> last year, we were getting ready to fly to Costa Rica to sit with ayahuasca and be in a beautiful week of play and devotion with uh, 14, 15 other sisters and Mm. So when I think the of thing about medicine, that, yeah. yeah, after bitter medicine, when you're on the other side of that, just being present and just being, you don't have to be doing anything, just mm-hmm. being of like, okay, it's just sweet just to be, mm-hmm. especially after some of the deep discomfort that can arise through a journey like that with the more bitter plants. <laughs> Absolutely. I think the most clear I've ever been in my life is, is after deep medicine ceremonies and it dissolves my ladders. It dissolves my hamster wheels. It dissolves my big dreams, but they're still there. That's what's fascinating, but I don't need them to be in love with this life. And yeah, I know you've been in kind of a cocoon year, right? Um, I'd love to touch on a little bit of where you were in 2020. And then we're going to go back to some healing years in Highlands, North Carolina, which I know is a special place for you, but tell me about your 2020. Mm, Okay. (laughs) After our ayahuasca ceremony about this time last year. (laughs) Yes. So a lot of the medicine that I have found myself to hold and a lot of the codes that I'm here to carry and to share and to really embody are like butterfly codes, the process of transformation and the really organic process that is part of life, the cyclical nature of life that we can either resist or we can dance with and embrace and celebrate and flow with. Mm -hmm. And so 2020 for me was an entirely new level of allowing myself to just dissolve into this goo You know, whenever Mm. I would think about my process and where I was, and even at the time of being there, I was like, I am just goo. I have let go of even more of my personal identity. Mm. I have let go of many stories that I was defining myself with that were actually just based on my trauma. And who am I without all of those ways Mm -hmm. of identifying myself and anchoring Mm -hmm. into some sense of being a a person, Mm -hmm. feeling so many inner structures dissolving. And that for Mm -hmm. me was 2020 of just, I'm going to surrender as I am being completely dissolved so I can be reworked and just kind of this purification process. And Mm -hmm. I really love the word purification. I've really reclaimed Mm -hmm. it because like you, I also grew up in a religious setting and I kind of had this idea of purity uh, conditioned into me about what it meant to be quote unquote pure. Mm -hmm. And that was something I rebelled against a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've really been reclaiming this, this idea of purification of your, there's never anything wrong with you. You never did anything bad or you don't need to be purified as a punishment. 
you just get to keep becoming more and more yourself without all of the inorganic, uh, without all the harmful belief structures and conditioning and the ways that you kind of have yeah, put up the, the walls around yourself, around your heart to keep yourself mm -hmm. safe or whatever that mm -hmm. was. So just a continual purification of what was not you so you can really feel your truth, your essence. And I will say after about a few months of letting myself just dissolve. And what I mean by dissolve is I couldn't, I didn't really feel aligned with anything I had been doing up until that point. I was so in the void. I didn't feel aligned with any of the work I was doing. I didn't feel aligned with the life I was living. It was just all in this limbo of questioning everything. Like what, what is based on me and what is based on everything that I've been taught to be that isn't truth. And wow, sister. deep questioning, which was beautiful. And I'm sure you resonate with that so much. Absolutely. Um, I always kind of say my 2016, year 2016, living in Atlanta, looking around, feeling um, just a dissonance, a, a lack of connection in my life, moving through a heartbreak, sitting in stagnancy. If I didn't have year 2016, which honestly most of my days looked like sitting on my yoga mat, crying for the first couple hours of the day, being in the bath, journaling, like my journal was my best friend, feeling really confused about how to show up to my relationships at that time. I remember, you know, even being called a, a bad friend by one of my best friends at that time. I didn't know what was moving through me. I didn't understand why I couldn't show up anymore in the way that I always had. I wanted to be there for my relationships, for my partnership at the time that honestly felt very stagnant. And, you know, I, I wanted to be in community in Atlanta, but I didn't feel connected to any of it. And so that was a year of questioning and that was such a sacred year. And the reason that 2017, which I did my coaching program, I did my yoga teacher training with yoga girl with Rachel Braven. I um, did my first two Reiki certifications. The reason that 2017 was such a year of powerful action and expression was because I nurtured myself in year 2016 and asked all the hard questions. And you were in some questioning and reflection this last year, and I honored you so deeply. And it was really inspiring to me the way that you honor and, and devote yourself to your process. And you moved into a pretty um, deep process at the end of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. As you scheduled a surgery and would you feel comfortable talking about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, 2020 for me was obviously like a lot of, it was deep inner work, really mm -hmm. deep, just inner excavation and you know, I, I've really learned because I've been going through my awakening for a long time now, like many years, just continual cycles of death and rebirth. And the cycle of death always looks a little bit different than the one before it, but I've gotten to a point now where I can stop resisting it and I can allow my ego to soften 
and actually be like, okay, I'm being asked to walk into the darkness, into the depths, to descend into more of that underworld where the shadow lives and like to, to really surrender into it. So Mm -hmm. at the beginning of, excuse me, at the end of 2020, I've been, you know, through this whole process, I've been, I've had a rebirth in 2020 as well, another creative rebirth and was operating at a new level of awareness and wisdom and light. And then just as it happens, another death cycle became aware, like I had the awareness of it. Like I could just feel myself, I feel like a serpent pulling me under. And it's just like everything turns from being outward focused to all I can now see is what is inside. It becomes Mm -hmm. a complete shift in awareness for me that I have to honor. If I fight it, I suffer. So Mm -hmm. I've learned to embrace that. But what was being asked of me was, yes, to honor the awareness that had come through that the breast implants that I've had in my body for 11 years were no longer serving me and were actually obstructing the new level of heart awakening that wanted to emerge for me. Mm. And so this has been a, this has been something, you know, I had been thinking about for a few years, just here and there, but it became so, you know, so quietly clear, you know, when your soul tells you something and you want to pretend like you didn't hear it because (laughs) you could just be comfortable and ignore that and be like, wait, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was so quietly clear, but unmistakable of like, this is a portal into your next chapter Mm. of heart awakening. So yeah, I scheduled the surgery. Um, It was two weeks ago tomorrow. So it's almost been two weeks. Mm. And I can confidently say it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, And yes, going into it was another ego death. It was another shedding of identities I had been carrying for the last 11 years. It was a release of all of the energy that was held in these physical representations of an entire chapter of my life. And what was the most compelling thing about all of this for me was it was the release of a wall that I had been holding around my heart. Mm. It was the release of a wall that I had been holding against vulnerability and connection and true intimacy, which Mm. are some of my deepest desires in this life is authentic Mm. connection, intimacy, like hearts, like let's open our hearts with each other. I could feel that there was something blocking that. And it became very clear that it was the plastic objects in my body over my heart. And being on the other side of it, it was worth all of the, all of the healing that it took me into. I got to reclaim my little girl who was, who never felt like she was good enough, who never felt beautiful, who never felt like people could who never felt like people noticed her or could see her. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to reclaim the teenager who, yeah, like wanted to just feel like womanly and feminine and never felt that way and didn't know how 
to really feel that in herself. Mm-hmm. And I got to reclaim, you know, the woman in college who got her heart broken and needed to protect her heart um, mm. from being hurt and just took me into such a deep, profound wow. process. And I'm just so grateful I listened to that tiny voice because I truly felt like I shed an entire like layer of armor around Mm. my energy field, around my heart. And I just get to be me and share that story for anyone who feels like it's impactful for them as well. Yeah, just giving a breath to honor you and your story and everywhere you've been. And just as you were saying, you know, you got to reclaim the little girl, the teenager. I was just getting these waves of beautiful emotion moving through me. And maybe I was also feeling your story. And that's powerful. I remember the guides, we did an Akashic um, channeling together and, and them saying, you're entering this new realm of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I feel you hold such beauty codes. What is beauty to you here and now, two weeks after your surgery, after the full reclaim of of your naked heart? Like, what is beauty to you right now? I'd even invite you, Christina, to close your eyes and feel this. Anyone listening, close your eyes, feel this, maybe marinate on Christina's words, but let them open up your own idea and experience of beauty right now. Mm. I love this. Thank you for that invitation. (laughs) And yeah, for bringing that awareness through in the records in our many talks leading up to the big big day. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've I've been in a a beauty reclamation my whole life, moving from a very conditioned state of what beauty is, a very, you could say, commercialized or um, mainstream idea of what beauty looks like. And I always was striving for that. I always wanted to, yeah, just feel like I was beautiful in the eyes of, of you could say society, you could say the, the worlds that I was living in at that time. And so I tried to reach outside of me for, to find beauty, to try and change myself, to try and mold myself into some other kind of form or appearance. And beauty for me now, after this, it's been a very long journey. It's been a lot of deep inner exploration and working with a lot of beautiful medicines and breath and working with God and with the earth, especially to come into this place where beauty is your most natural state. Beauty is you embraced with whatever (laughs) form and uniqueness that God and the goddess are dancing together to uh, birth into this world. Mm. So for me, beauty is your, it's nature. It's you are nature. And when you look into nature, it all looks, it's all different, right? And there's no idea of this is beautiful nature and this is not beautiful nature. Mm. You look into nature and you just feel the frequency of beauty because it's organic and free and it's alive. 
and Mm -hmm. aliveness has been a big reclaim in relation to beauty. Beauty is that feeling when life force is flowing through you and you feel alive and you feel just like this gratitude in your heart to even be alive in a body, having a human Mm -hmm. experience. And people feel that. People feel that frequency pouring through you Mm -hmm. and off of you. And it feels beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. It's something I really resonate with you on and why I'm so grateful for our partnership because we're just excited to create. We're just Mm -hmm. honored to create. (laughs) We are in love with life. I feel your love for life, like oozing through your aura. And it reminds me to be in love with life and to, to kind of drop it all. But you also invite the way that our auras dance together. You invite me to anchor in to something beautiful in the space of creation. And so our partnership like endlessly inspires me beauty to me, it's changing, it's shifting right now as we anchor into age of Aquarius, as we allow these waves of awakening that are happening individually and collectively to land in our lives in crystalline and practical Mm. ways. I've had a few Akashic readings with people lately where the guides say, you are a leader of the new realm of beauty. And it's been just a couple of people but we need those leaders. So if you're listening and you're feeling resonance and maybe part of your story has been, you know, this would be your own language, but moving from a commercialized idea of beauty into beauty defined by your soul and your divine template and that organic nature, you may be a leader of this. I've had astrologists, sound healers, ceremonialists. I've had, um, like teachers and architects. And I I work with a wide range of of sisters, of of humans. And it's across all industries. Like we're we're all anchoring into this leadership of like the new realm of beauty, the new realm of pleasure, the new realm of liberation. And if I was to anchor it all, I would say the new realm of creation. Yes. And we're going to talk more about the forest later. Um, it's our community that we're birthing in a couple of weeks. And you will feel an invitation at the end of our, our, our recording today, our dance. But this is what I feel like the, the forest, this community is holding and inspiring. Absolutely. And what you just inspired me to touch on is the invitation for any and all listening to be in inquiry with your soul, with your energetic blueprint and say, what is the pure, the pure form of beauty? And again, I'm using the word pure because it means it's crystalline. It is Mm -hmm. free of outside conditioning. It is your purest knowing of what these concepts or these frequencies are for you. So asking your higher self, your inner guidance to reveal to you, to bring it through your body, to move it through your awareness. What is beauty? What is Mm. pleasure? What is being alive? I love both of our processes because we're writers. We are always allowing ourselves to explore and to purify and to clarify Mm -hmm. these 
these ways of being in our lives so that they can be authentic from us, from our soul blueprint. And that's something that you and I both feel really passionate about. I know of empowering other people to be alive in their unique soul blueprint and being on the journey to discover what that, what that means and how you embody that. Mm, deep honor for the unique energetic blueprint that is each of us. Mm-hmm. We're it's... all perfect <laughs> in our own way. Mm-hmm. And we're here to discover what that expression is like in the world through, I would say like, it's an experiment. For me, there's so much trial and error in my process that I've mm-hmm. learned to have immense compassion for the human journey of just like going into this doorway. Oh, nope, that wasn't for me. Okay. Trying this doorway, going into this room. And that's part of your human design, right? That's what's your trial and error. What's your human design? So I'm a six, two projector. So yeah, the six being the role model of what is what does it mean to live authentically? What does it mean to live as an embodiment of the wisdom of the human experience? And mm. for me, I just really resonate with the idea of being a wisdom keeper of I'm not mm. here to tell you, you know, what's the right answer. I'm mm-hmm. just here to show you that your unique human journey is showing you the answers. And mm. it's such an honor to be able to be a vessel for the wisdom that comes through, even the times that feel like, what what the hell is going on? It's like, okay, what is this teaching me? We all have those times. <laughs> Everyone, like, like what is going on? It's like, okay, what is this teaching me? How can I be a holder of wisdom in this human experience? So that's, again, helps me to hold the frequency of compassion in my energy field. Compassion mm. for the all of the ups and downs, all of the duality that is this human experience and being able to hold it from a higher perspective as well. For those of you that are into human design or just learning about it and feeling some resonance, I'm a two, four manifester. So I, two is the hermit, um, four is the opportunist. And so Christina and I both have twos. In hermit our line. Hermit line. <laughs> we understand. We're like, okay, I got to go away for like a little bit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I sometimes feel very overwhelmed by connection. And there are also deep periods where it's everywhere I want to be is deep in sisterhood, deep in that flow with friends, family, clients. And I remember this past fall, I I moved through a lot of healing with my partner, Derek, as we moved through infidelity and returning to each other after five months apart, our second time doing that. And just everything that comes up in distance where he was in in an off-grid fishing village. So I didn't really have a lot of connection and communication with him. And so everything that just arrived through five months of living Um, still in a container of partnership, but unable to speak. And I kind of turned off from the world for a couple of months and just talked to a few people and um, took space from social media and took a little space from friends and have always felt this like friendship guilt. Like I'm a bad friend and it's, I, I just, I didn't understand who I wanted to be in friendship. And then when you don't have that understanding, things aren't clear. 
And I was operating from conditioning and, and programming of what it means to be a good friend and kind of just not giving myself any credit for the ways that I do show up to friendship. And I remember after a couple of months of not reaching out to you and I was like, Christina, I'm so sorry. I've like been in healing. And sometimes you don't even know what you're moving through. So you don't have that clarity to be like, before you go into that dark space, that it's always like a well for me, like moving into that dark well, I'm not, I don't have the clarity yet to be like, Hey, Christina, I'm kind of moving through a process. If I'm a little quieter for the next couple of months, that's why. And I just remember you were after a couple of months where I was literally like apologizing. You were like, Danielle, you're a tiger and and a manifester with a hermit line. Like you need that space. And you just gave, brought such grace and such an invitation for me to let go of this belief that I, that I need to like stay in touch with my friends every week, or I'm a bad friend. And do you remember that girl? Yes. And it's so beautiful to like be in this journey with you too, because I've had similar experiences and even, you know, the past few weeks, I went so deep into the well. I was, I felt like I was so disconnected from everyone in my life, except for two, basically like two or three sisters who like were really helping me in my process. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I just disappeared from the world. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back. And, you know, and then the, you just get this, this knowing that it's time to emerge and you Mm -hmm. emerge. But I have been in that process too, of just like, I am not really available for connection. It doesn't feel energetically healthy for me to be opening up my energy field in a lot of different ways, or I just don't have the capacity to express Mm -hmm. what I'm going through or Mm -hmm. what is alive for me. And so when you come back, I'm like, welcome back. Like, (laughs) I know where you were. (laughs) Totally. I've been there. (laughs) And you see me and you understand me and part in my signature to keep peace in my Um, in my human design, according to my template is to inform. So I think I'm getting better at understanding my process. So I can inform my friends and my family. And um, yeah, I've been really active on social media for the last three or four weeks. But once we launched this community, Christina, which is coming in, coming very soon, I'm ready to turn offline again. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just ready to nurture the community and to share my energy, which I'm guessing five to 10 hours a week. I, I am very active on social media. It is kind of like that manifestor energy. That's like high intensity intervals where I go in and I go hard. And 2020 was a healing year for me too. And I wasn't super excited about social media and I wasn't in my flow. I know what it feels like to be in flow and I know what it doesn't. And I'm deep in the flow right now and I'm honoring it and I'm loving it, but I'm feeling very soon once we launch the community that I'm going to turn off that social media flow and take that five to 10 hours a week. And that's just, I want to be in the community. Mm, And that's one of the reasons, like, I feel like we both felt called is to move our energy into a platform that has Mm -hmm. deep roots in our values Mm -hmm. and in what we really desire to create and to see and inviting people into that world with us. And I love that you're talking about your flow with social media. I actually was working in the Akashic realm this morning, channeling a lot about clarity, 
a lot of language has been coming through for me around crystalline clarity, crystalline mm -hmm. light body, crystalline templates, like mm -hmm. channeling a lot of what it looks like a very white, pure geometric crystalline energy. And one thing that it was like, one thing that came up from the guides was bring this crystalline clarity through your social media channels get super clear mm -hmm. on why you're interacting with social media, what you're using it for, your intentions around it, and mm -hmm. just getting super clear on your interaction with how you're exchanging energy in those platforms. And that will mm -hmm. change at all different phases of life and process. But for me right now, it's just like getting really clear of like, why do you interact with that community? What is the purpose of it? and mm. acting from that place. So I don't mm -hmm. feel like it's wasting my time and I get lost in it or I'm using it, but I'm not really channeling my energy in the direction that I want to be seeing my life go. Getting really clear of like, how is this tool of mm -hmm. social media supporting the crystalline vision that you're holding? And so I invite people who are listening to like, question your relationship with social media and Absolutely. refine it and be curious about it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meet it organically according to your current process. And if you are craving to turn off a little bit of all the noise, um, maybe you do want to come and be in the forest community and be in a consistent container with mm -hmm. sisters that are, we have consistent frequencies and threads moving through everything that we do, all the classes and workshops and ceremonies. And yeah, it could be, I'm feeling that call on an individual level, on an individual level and a collective level. So this forest just feels like divine timing. It does. And like moving into the age of Aquarius, which is all about, I mean, it rules like technology and mm -hmm. community and new solutions for connection. Mm -hmm. And when you were, you know, when we were talking about this community, I'm just like, it couldn't be coming at a more perfect time, especially as so many yeah. are feeling the pull to mm -hmm. a community that they feel like really supports their growth. And that is in that anchoring of soul and purity and unconditional love and support as well. Let's really make take technology work for us. Mm -hmm. Let's bring, let's marry technology and the sacred. I've been sharing my story vulnerably online for at least four or five years now. And I have always wanted to bring an authentic voice. Sure. At times I've shared for attention or validation. I'm sure I don't have any specific examples, but I am devoted to bridging and marrying the sacred and technology because it's brought me some of my best friends, right? You and I met through Instagram or connected originally through Instagram. And that's true for so many of my friendships. And I hardly ever go online without an intention. So I'm either wanting to share love and story, tell something or share an invitation into an offering or dancing to share the energy that pulses through me to share the vulnerabilities of my process, um, to go on and engage with my sister's processes, to comment, to like, to really feel them. But I still catch myself logging on and just scrolling, but immediately it doesn't feel good. And I'm like, nope, I didn't come on with an intention. 
Mm. And let's shift this. And that's just a whole other level of like the energy mastery piece, right? Of like Mm. technology can be an invitation into deeper mastery of just Mm. noticing when you're acting from habit and when you're acting from, you know, from that place of intention and Mm. a sacred space with yourself for connection and expression, because I also love social media. Mm -hmm. There's no part of me that's like, I hate social media. I wish it didn't exist. No, like I really enjoy expressing myself. That's something that feels like it just, it lights me up to express Mm -hmm. myself and to share photos and uh, to just, yeah, share who, who I am with the world and also to engage with sisters all over the world in our own processes. I love it. And there's a whole other level that can be accessed of why am I using it? And is it actually really serving me? And if Mm -hmm. not, how can I shift that relationship So it does. And you're the one ultimately who has the responsibility to do that. And platforms, like what, what are we actually enjoying? Like I deleted, I permanently deleted. I didn't just deactivate. I permanently deleted my Facebook in December and what, 10 years of photos and Mm. connection and messages. What a big purge. And I've forgotten about Facebook. I don't miss anything that I was engaged with there. It's encouraged offline communication within my family. It's, um, I never even think about it. Like I just, but I have this ability. I think it's my Aries moon to like, let go and never look back. <laughs> totally. It's and you intense. regularly also like, don't you like clear out your phone and also like delete? All oh your yeah. Emails? Yeah. Yeah. I, have... I feel like that's a huge part of your like energetic maintenance is just yeah. to clear all of that energy. Absolutely. I'll regularly, like I, for a while I had Instagram, I had Facebook, I had WhatsApp, I had Voxer, I had text message, I had phone calls, I had zoom. I had, and I was like feeling completely overloaded And, you know, I brought in boundaries this year, a lot with social media. I post a lot and you all see that, but, um, I am also coming in with intentionality almost every time. And I hardly ever just scroll. So Mm -hmm. what you see is maybe highly active online, but what you don't see behind the scenes is I'm bringing intentionality to my touch points and I'm turning off by 7 PM most nights and I'm not touching it within the first hour of my day. And, but then I'm really active when I'm on. So I feel like this is leading us to naturally keep talking about like inner structures. I was just going to say that. And I was I like, this love, is all about the roots. Yep, yeah. I love talking when you talk about inner structures, like just your process. So where do we start? Let's close our eyes and just feel. And for those of you, you know, listening, just take a breath. Um, just take a breath. Take a breath. Notice what's resonating with you. What are some golden nuggets you've already experienced in our conversation? What's opening within you? And Christina, let's you and I anchor into intentionality right now through breath. Mm. Inner structures. What does this even mean? Is is the first question that's Mm -hmm. arriving for me. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share a little bit about yeah, what's coming absolutely. through? absolutely. <laughs> so this has been my perception of it and it keeps on revealing itself to me and becoming more crystal clear and revealing mm-hmm. just like my sight of what I can see around this. But when I think of inner structures, I think of your consciousness. I think of 
the foundation of your consciousness and your energy field, what you are operating from in your day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it really helps to see this kind of, I don't even know what to call it. It it helps to see this in the way like a tantric perspective would describe the energy of energy and consciousness. So like the God and goddess kind of Mm -hmm. dance within us of like the God energy, the divine masculine being our consciousness, being Mm -hmm. the structures, being the architecture that holds the energy, the creative energy moving through it. Mm -hmm. And then having the feminine being your life force energy, your consciousness. So let's say you're super feminine and you have a lot of life force energy, a lot of creative energy. You can have all of that, but you won't truly see it manifesting in its highest form unless you have the, the structures to support and guide and lead that flow of energy. You could even see it being as like the structures of self-worth the structures of um, feeling safe in yourself and in your body, like all of these inner structures that are the foundation of how you see the world, of how you operate in the world. Mm -hmm. That to me is inner structure. And then the outer structures come from that place of being connected to authentic and organic support and guidance and grounding that comes from within yourself, the divine masculine coming Mm. in to guide and direct and to lead your brilliant feminine essence in creation in the world. You know, to bring this even into the body and the chakra systemology, which I really resonate with when I and melting into my own chakras as well as you know client I'm working with when I melting into let's let's work with the root chakra for a moment when I melt into like third eye vision sensory um, extra sensory abilities opening up this chakra is layered with threads of belief of experience mm-hmm. of outside voice of inner soul voice and it's like all of these threads that weave together this flowing wheel of energy that governs this this aspect of our lives specifically with the root which is physicality and safety and security and trust really our foundation in the world and it's like when I, when I move into a chakra to do deep inner um, sacred healing work there. And, and really that's just connection with the chakra. When I'm coming to melt into someone's chakra system, I'm not like, tell me what's going on here. Let's figure mm-hmm. out what the blocked energy is. I'm like, chakra, you are loved. Hello. I almost made it like a little character, an aspect mm-hmm. of this human that I'm working with because it's sacred. And the way that I meet, the way that I work in healing, um, partnership is very honoring of where they are now as well as the divine template underneath the what is sometimes chaotic mess and stale energy and stagnant you know life force energy depletion and so I move into like the root chakra and we start unlayering we almost start de-armoring the chakra if you've heard Mm -hmm. of you know pussy de-armoring where you're um moving into the layers and working with um, a wand or a sexual partner to kind of meet tension areas and just breathing into it. That's how I kind of work with chakras. Yes. And so I think of inner structures a lot. I come to the the chakras um, because they're holding past life energy, this life energy, false energy that was never 
never held your truth because it wasn't your truth. It was falsity. You could yes. feel the power moving through my body right now. I get really excited I love about it. talking about this. And I love it because for me, the chakras are your energetic architecture. Mm. That it's what it creates the architecture of your energy body, of your mm-hmm. energetic field. So working in the chakras, it gives us specific ways to go into those different layers of you could say development, development of consciousness and work with those. And I love your work with the chakras too, because yes, it's just like an invitation to say what's here and let's do some Mm. alchemy. Let's transmute it back to love. Mm. Let's bring safety and love into that space. And you're Reiki magic and you're just a cosmic (laughs) channel magic with chakras. It helps you get in those inner structures. So again, like that inner foundation of your energy body and what you're holding there. What's not Mm -hmm. you, what needs to be transmuted and alchemized so you can be Mm -hmm. you. And Mm -hmm. another piece of this, I'll go ahead. I I have another whole piece of this that I'll share. Yes. I want to hear about it. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say like, um, what was I going to say? It'll come back to me. I feel like Reiki has allowed me to meet the chakra in divine connection and the entire time I'm working with somebody, I'm working in their system, I'm I'm getting clear audience Akashic messages too, or clear um, clear cognizance, just knowing where to go. So I'm getting fed by the Akasha, and the Reiki is helping me meet the human and the chakra. So it's fascinating how where I've been and the different winding threads of my own you know, relationship with my tools and how embodied they are. I'm working with Reiki and Akashic work every day with myself. It's, um, it's just fascinating how I've bridged into a unique space of my work instead of it being cookie cutter Reiki or cookie cutter Akashic or cookie cutter yoga. But that took a lot of courage to invite myself to be okay with operating from my unique energetic template mm-hmm. because I'm part of a Usui lineage with Reiki. And I always honor tradition in my own unique ways, but I also allow myself to bridge into, you know, what wasn't taught to me from a mentor, what wasn't a part of the lineage, what wasn't a part of tradition, what wasn't, you know, read in a book about energy healing. Absolutely. And I think it's so beautiful when a person, including you, actually embodies their medicine because it's been their process that they've gone in with them with themselves. You have embodied your medicine and discovered and activated your medicine from going through your own deep healing journey and working deeply with energy. And it's activated from your willingness to mm. like discover your own medicine and become that. And now it's not like you do Reiki, you do energy healing. You I live are, it. You are it. <laughs> I live it. I it's love it. It's completely integrated into your human. Yeah. Completely integrated. It's how you live every moment of your life. Thank you. I've always yeah. felt so seen by you. You're incredible. I just am just seeing. in love too with your work and having Aww. been receiving it for years and you know, every time I come into our space, it just brings this touch of illumination and acceptance and relaxation. And like I always say, like really 
being in this the classroom that I'm in, this earth school classroom, and really devoting myself to learning what I'm being, what I'm supposed to be learning in that mm. classroom and not trying to get out of it or resist mm-hmm. it or think that it's wrong to be where I am or to feel what I'm feeling, to fully be there with it. Right. And what people haven't seen in, in my process is all of the shame I felt in wanting to go my own way in this work and contemplating whether I want to stay connected to tradition and Usui lineage if I want to create my own energy modality so that I I can feel fully confident to go my own way and, and not keep tapping into, you know, the word Reiki and the lineage of Reiki with honoring my story and where I've been with it, but do I want to go my own way? So, I mean, even the yoga flows that I'm going to be sharing in the forest community are deeply attuned to my own process and my own way of channeling, weaving through holding a yoga pose and the emotional release with the channeling channeling that comes through there. But that's also why everything I teach has such deep roots. And I feel that within you as well and what you share and you're living what you teach. There isn't a gap between your day to day and what you facilitate and you offer. And I just want to say, I see you and and the beauty of your work too. And that's why I'm partnering with you because there is such deep integration and embodiment there. But let's talk about your other piece of inner structure. Well, that brings us right to it. Perfect, perfect. It's, and first of all, thank you. Thank you for (laughs) seeing me too. And that's a piece that I feel like, yeah, I just want to drip through here and just maybe activate some, some mind, some perspective shifts. Ooh, and that is yes, that, please. you know, I have this powerful mind and human design. My mind is the only centers I have defined. And I'm here to really have a power, like a powerful perspective mm. and to share it with anyone who invites me. So I feel invited. So here we go. Let's do it. Do you mind if I pause this for a second and go to the bathroom? Please go. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> So a lot of my process has been dissolving the separation between any quote unquote areas of my life rather than compartmentalizing like, okay, here's my like magical reality and here's like my mundane reality or here is my work life and here is my personal and family life. It's all like this dissolving of separation between any of it and knowing that Mm. and this brings us even also to like the root structures and the grounding of if you see every part of your life as being infused with magic and with the quality of uh you could say like divinity and Mm. an invitation into wisdom and truth and embodiment, all of your life becomes a playground for mastering energy, for unlocking codes, for knowing yourself, for embodying yourself and your medicine. Mm. So I say this to kind of also dissolve the separation between like the parts of your business that are fun and magical Like for me, like my work that I do, it's super fun and magical. I play in so many different 
dimensions and play with energy and play with the earth. And it's a lot of play energy. And then you also have like, okay, you're accounting, you're um, <laughs> scheduling all of like the more, you would say, structure pieces, all of the, you, you could say, yeah, like admin. Yeah. What if that was just as magical? Of my business. I'm always like the root chakra right. the behind the scenes. Of right. What if you showed up to that part with just as much presence and intention mm-hmm. and energy flow. And I know Danny, for you, like, I love working with you because everything that you do, every email, every Excel spreadsheet, every document, it's (laughs) all touched with deep magic and intentionality Mm -hmm. in the knowing of like, everything you touch is a reflection of you and your energy. So what if Mm -hmm. you were to take the structures of your business and allow it to continue to support the magic that you're creating by infusing it with a lot of magic. And I hope I'm transmitting this in a way where it's like tying into the other pieces, but I basically just like want to just bring in the, the perspective that nothing is separate from anything else, bringing in unity with everything that you do. And also knowing this is another part that I feel like is important. The 3D realm is the gateway to unlock the higher states of consciousness. Mm. The 3D realm is not less than, say, 5D. The 3D realm must be completely integrated to experience higher levels of consciousness. So it's only through like interacting with the third dimension in a loving, intentional, present way. Like basically you you interact with the third dimension in a way where like, it's everything. (laughs) Right. And we choose the way that we interact with the 3D. So our body, our bodies, our our food, everything. We get to choose how we meet the 3D and anchoring the 5D creation, which is a space of pure love and joy and play as a portal it does require a level of integration um, with your body. And and is there space in your body? Is there space in your day, in your schedule, in your relationship? Is there space to bring in that high vibrational light? Is there space for that divine template that's deep within you to emerge? Or are we so busy, clouded, numb, fatigued with this density that exists within our lives and our bodies is are we still operating from a lot of fear structures like if I was still in my corporate job because I needed I felt that I needed that for maybe a, a steady paycheck or a 401k or whatever I would still be existing in a fear structure for me that doesn't align with the truth of my soul and my divine template yes absolutely and it's just knowing that Everything in your life, every action you take, everything that you do can be an act of deep presence and love and intention. And that's like life as ceremony, right? Like, okay, I have to go mail some letters. I'm going to infuse these letters and just bring them to the post office and feel my love just like spreading across the country. Mm. Or like, I'm going to clean my house and it's going to be a deep ceremony of 
really like purification and creating space for even more light and like allowing my house to be a reflection of how I feel inside, which is, you know, really like, yeah, calm and clear <laughs> and organized and just knowing that like, it's all the same. It's all connected. It's all a reflection, inner and outer, all reflecting each other. Yeah, it's like- and That's unity consciousness. It's just knowing there's no mm -hmm. separation between or among anything. It's all mm. connected. I wish that I could honor this quote to its fullest, but something about like, what if the voyage is not necessarily seeing new lands, but seeing what is here eyes. and now through new eyes. That's, Ooh, that's always, there's such depth that's to that it. for me. I've been there, sitting with that quote yep. for six years. Like, and it, it never <laughs> ends because the veils continue to clear and drop. And that's something I'm so glad you said that quote. I love it because I know it, but like it completely lands so much of the reflection I've been having lately of just nothing on the outside, nothing on the outside could quote unquote change, but the way that you're viewing it and the consciousness from which you're seeing it from changes everything. Mm. Um, and just feeling like I've been going through a lot of third eye opening lately and just feeling all of these veils dropping of like, the way I was seeing before was mm -hmm. through a lens of limitation or was through mm -hmm. a lens of distortion or through a lens of ignorance or whatever it is and slowly allowing those lenses to be cleansed away so that you can see the re like basically reality as it truly is. I feel like a really good origin point for anybody listening, right? We're always looking for like, what's the opening? What's the gate of now? What is the portal into um, understanding our process, you know, mapping it, understanding our current energetic signature? What is also our divine template calling forth um, through us always? It, that voice will always be there. Tr truth will always hug us close. And mm -hmm. I'm creating kind of the opening grounding uh, kind of experience of when you enter the forest, our community, what you first um, land into, and it is welcoming you in, um, inviting you to explore what you stand for and what we stand for as a community and for you to bring what you stand for to, uh, to this co-created um, safe space to be in your process. It is into understanding what is your current energetic signature, what is your current activated template, maybe even taking that into each of your chakras within your within your body and your field of consciousness, and what is um, your soul template, your Akashic template and kind of mapping your process a bit. So I'm deep in that process myself to bring that into our forest community, but maybe an origin point right now for any listener um, tuning in, it's like, maybe it is marrying that questioning that's been so sacred for you, Christina, and so sacred for me. And let's just marry it with um, the body and, and the chakras. So maybe you move from your feet to the crown of your head. There are seven major energy wheels, but there are hundreds within your field of consciousness. So whether you are familiar with the chakra system or not, you can work with your body and just move from your feet to the crown, even beyond it mm -hmm. and, and ask yourself questions. Mm -hmm. How do I really feel in the foundations of my life? Do I feel 
safe body? Do you feel safe in life? What brings me safety? And maybe we start to um, witness that we've created these external anchors for safety. Like for me, touching on my story, not even realizing that I was on some level dependent on the divine masculine outside of me in the flesh, a partner, men, to bridge some flavor of sake uh, of security mm-hmm. and safety into my life. And yeah, maybe, do you feel like that's a really good like starting point for anyone listening? Absolutely. Just like where, yeah, just honestly, what you just said about being in the question, you're so good. Okay. So I'll just say, I'm really good at big questions. I love big picture. I, I love mm-hmm. the details too, but I really love chewing on the big questions in my Mm -hmm. life. And sometimes I honestly get a little bit blasted out by that, but you bring me right back and you say, let's bring it into every chakra. Let's give your, let's give it some structure. Let's Mm -hmm. give it a container so Mm -hmm. you can really just like ground that into your body. So I love your process of Mm. let's bring it into the body because even like when I reflect on my own journey, all of the wisdom that I feel like I've opened myself up to really connect to has been through going deep into the body and working deep with what is stored there, letting it go, releasing emotional alchemy, really like wild primal getting into the body to open that channel, to open that clarity, to open the connection to that higher wisdom. I think it's really important to go through the body. So that's why I do a yoga flow before going into channeling or writing, or I at least just close my eyes and breathe through my vessel. And so I go into the root chakra and then I go into the external, right? I hardly ever just sit down and journal or reflect like in the external first. I'm like, body, let's connect I know that you can reveal truths about this process that may be Mm -hmm. difficult to look at or feel, but I want to be in partnership with you through this healing process, through this reflection, through this creation. So I'll go into the root, I'll breathe in, I'll maybe I'll kind of massage my legs if I'm feeling a little ungrounded. How can I connect to my root, right? We hold those codes within us. We know how to be intimate with ourselves, even if we haven't stepped through that door with the truth of our bodies um, or in a very true way with our bodies. But I'll be with my root. I'll really connect. I'll say, you know, what is ready to be seen today? And then I'll maybe go into some journaling or some reflecting or maybe conversation with another. But I touch my body process. Mm -hmm. through that reflection always first I love your reflection on you already know how to be intimate with your body you actually know it's are you giving yourself the space to experience it are you giving yourself the the gift of in the courage (sighs) to explore your relationship with your body's wisdom it can be intense it can be intense my journey with my body has been intense. I have a lot of karma around my relationship with my body. I have had to heal the complete rejection of being in a physical form and actually feeling like, okay, I can be in this body in this life. I've accepted that. I've gone from the furthest spectrum of, I hate my body. I hate being here on earth. I don't want to be here anymore to 
I love being in this body. Mm -hmm. This body is incredible. This body is a miracle, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't just skip from that to the other side. It was a relationship that I had to be in and be, have the courage to Mm -hmm. explore what was there and what wanted to be healed and connected to and loved. And devotion through the daily. I feel the same. Like, yeah, it's hard to hold that my body is miraculous where six or seven days out of the week, you know, however many hours a day, we are not tuning into our bodies before we eat. We are not connecting to our deep belly breathing. Mm. We are not looking at our hand and just seeing ourselves or looking into our own eyes. And there's such an invitation there. And there's no shame if you haven't been here yet. And if you're feeling resonance with this, now is the time. It's a journey. It's a beautiful journey that we show up to, to the daily. And I still have days where I feel heavier and I'm, I'm, you know, there's certain points in my cycle where I've learned to trust my cycle and honestly tracking my cycle and and tuning into my body every day at the end of the day. Like, how did I feel today? And how was my digestive, my acne, my digestive fire? And it's, it's, it's in the everyday. This is what I really want to say. Absolutely. And Yeah. I mean, I've just been on a really intense journey with my own body. I look in the mirror and I look completely different than I look two weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. I have big scars to show that I used to be very much at war with my body, but you know, I feel like they're battle scars and I'm like, I won, like I Mm -hmm. I won with love. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful because I was worried, like, how would I feel about my body on the other side of this? I had no idea. I could but you know what I did though? I yeah. sat down in the mirror the night before my surgery and I looked at myself in the eyes. I was, you know, just tears running down my face. And I looked myself into my soul and said, no matter what, Christina, you have to choose to love me. You pr- promise me that you will choose to love me no matter what, no matter what you look like, no matter what, choose it now, promise me. Mm. And I felt it in the depths of me that, I could truly choose to like love this body, like no matter what. And that gave me the courage to just be like, all right, we're going to do this because I'm just choosing to love this vessel. But a few years ago, I could have never done that. (laughs) It would have been too much to even Mm -hmm. say, I promise to love you no matter what. And just to get to that place in myself, I was like, this is deep roots of just being here in this human body and willing to mm-hmm. be messy and mm-hmm. have it be weird and to go through human things and to mm-hmm. still say, thank you for carrying me through this life. And yeah, I, I want that for every woman, for every person to be able to be in really beautiful, loving partnership with their, with their vessel. Cause it, it holds, yeah. It's, it's all your magic, all your magic. It's all about the body. (laughs) It's all in your body. It's all about the body. Yeah. You know, as you've been beautifully storytelling, I've been reflecting on like, what are the biggest things recently? And even, you know, from the beginning of my awakening, let's, let's call it 2016 and 
four or five years ago that really supported me in connection with my body. And, and I did a lot of mirror work in the beginning. Just, I don't know if I had ever really just sat and like studied myself naked and really looked in my own eyes and like swam through those portals of what it is mm -hmm. to hold that sacred intimate gaze with yourself. And I look back in mushrooms, um, psilocybin mushrooms were a really big part of me coming home to my body because they were teaching me somatic awareness. They were teaching me how to just hold myself through deep, deep, purification and deep tears like deep tears <laughs> I remember yes. doing these ceremonies with myself where I would take a, you know amounts of psilocybin um and probably about one gram I think were, were some of the bigger doses that I would take and I would close my eyes and oh just breathe into my body and I'd have my hands on my body and I'd know that you know within a half hour 45 minutes I'd start feeling this medicine work through me and it was always the great unknown you know <laughs> but I'd do this in bed and and I'd just lay there and I'd have my journal there and I'd have probably told a friend or something um just to check on me in a couple of hours and the guides always say like leave a window open Danielle and what they mean by that is um invite support, but be on your own in this journey. And I'm not necessarily advocating for psychedelics here. I'm just storytelling. Um, so keep that in mind and always follow your own heart and your intuition. But psychedelics have been incredibly powerful for my awakening. And I'm, I'm an advocate for my story. Absolutely. And the plants too. I mean, the plants, all, all kinds of different plants. Right now, the main plant I work with, of course, is tea and that's a daily practice. But for me, plants, they are the earth. They hold the wisdom of the earth and they help you unlock the codes that you hold inside of mm. you being the earth. And that's why I feel like for me, plants have just helped me to remember who I am over and over and over again and purge out anything uh, that's yeah. not in alignment with that deep, primordial remembrance right because like in these sessions I would do just to like wrap that up it's like I would just breathe and feel and ask my body where we're going next and surrender to it and it'd be about two or three hours of deep deep inner body sometimes it felt like you know moving into like a torture chamber and yep. healing that space. And like, yes. it is painful. It is viscerally painful sometimes to go inside. And then I would start to feel myself come out and just breathe a new breath. And there'd be like a little bit of a play period. And, and I'd go take a shower and cleanse it all off mm -hmm. and ask the water spirit to hold me and purify my vessel. And I'd go out and be with the land and the earth and say, thank you and feel her codes in the deep soil and grass underneath my feet. And I'd reground and just mushrooms have taught me so much about what it is to be of the body, to be devoted mm -hmm. to the body. And now recently, what's been really connecting me to my body is massage, doing these really deep uterus, abdominal massages, doing these internal like yoni massages, this pussy dearmoring just with myself in a wand and really communicating with my yoni around tension and pleasure and release. And 
honoring just where I am in my body. Like there's been so many times in my life where I've been much more integrated with like deep, sweaty, physical exercise. And I've been thinking about this and I'm like looking back and sometimes I want that again, right? Just just because you feel powerful in your body when you're that strong. But I look at my most highest intensity and exercise years and there's a lostness there too. And I wasn't connected with the truth of my heart in movement and it, and my mind was dictating my movement instead of my gorgeous body. That's actually doing the movement. And I'm reclaiming that and I'm letting it be a process, but I'm ready to sweat and detoxify again and, um, like live in the body in that way. I resonate with that so much. I used to lift like really heavy weights and there was a part of me that like loves the adrenaline of that, who loves like the feeling of that. But there was a period of my life where I was so disconnected from my body that I wouldn't listen of like, you're too tired. You're done. Mm -hmm. I would push myself past my limits and get sick. And I just had this disconnect between I'm following a certain program of like how to be healthy, but it's not actually serving me and it's actually harming me to like reclaiming now, like the joy of movement. Sometimes that means lifting weights because I feel like my divine masculine, like strength and power, Mm -hmm. like, yes, but that's kind of far and few between. Um, Now just like moving because it feels so good to sweat and to play in the body. What you just said, you've said it before with me or we've story um, shared before around this, but operating from like an external program that wasn't designed mm-hmm. for your body or with someone else's voice. And there can be igniting power there when we need it from a place of um, resonance and discernment and honest, like devotion to self through an external program, whether that's an exercise program, an eating program, nutrition, uh, a healing transformation guided program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many um, different ways that we meet life through programs and templates and frameworks and invitations from others. But it just always rocks me when you say that, because I feel like when you ignite your sovereignty torch that lives within you, um, Something changes in the way that you meet, for me, yoga class, the way that you meet food and what you've been taught about nutrition. It's taken like a stripping of me, for me, of of what others said about nutrition away. So I could just literally hear my body's voice about what she wants to eat to nourish her. And there's such Mm -hmm. a reclaim there of honoring your life and your day according to your, your truth. Absolutely. And I definitely feel like I can see the threads of learning to get into that place where I could be like Mm -hmm. sovereign and know what's best for me. But I almost feel like I see this image of being on a bike with training wheels. And like at some point in your life, maybe you need more education, you need Mm -hmm. help from a guide, from a program. But then eventually, once you have like a foundation of kind of like both knowledge and embodiment, you can really begin to sink into that place of like, I, I really do know what it feels like to be healthy, to be vibrant, to be full, to be hungry, all of those different things. But mm-hmm. I feel like for me, I had to re, I had to learn all of that all over again. I used to have a very, um, 
very deep rooted eating disorder where I would starve myself and my body forgot how to feel full or feel hungry. And it was all, you know, I had to relearn what my body felt mm -hmm. like all over again mm -hmm. and come home to my body. And, you know, I had help with that, mm -hmm. but because I had to go so deep into that journey, mm -hmm. it's something I know very, very well. Um, mm -hmm which ultimately led me to like opening up and extra sensory abilities from deep body, from deep body wisdom. Absolutely. And, and we can have trainers and nutritionists and teachers, et cetera, that always remind you to listen to your intuition through their program. And yeah. it's just a different experience of that program or that advice or that guidance and that's important. And I think it's wonderful to have support in this life. And I want that to ripple through um, to listeners and anyone and just this entire podcast. We are here for each other. Mm, so I love wonderful. feeling supported by others. <laughs> I love it. It feels totally. so good on my heart. It's wonderful to be supported. And there is that key of developing discernment. I feel like that's a word that, I mean... I'm finding it to be sexier and sexier. I used to feel like that's not a sexy word. More and more, I'm like, there is a deep rooted power in developing the muscle of discernment of being able to say, oh, no, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't resonate with that. Or just like, oh, you know, I actually know what path is better for me. Just being able to exercise that inner knowing and not only to know, but to act on it as well, to be discerning okay. and to own that knowing that you have. And I tend to attract leaders. So it's likely that everyone listening right now is a leader in their lives and their friend groups and their work um, in, in whatever way. And so even an invitation to remember, to remind people to listen to their discernment and their heart and their intuition and, and meet, um, meet whatever the, um, shared spaces um, from that place. And that's like one of the reasons human design, I feel like is super helpful, mm -hmm. especially people coming into deeper relationships with body wisdom and body communication is, yeah, knowing that your body has a very unique and attuned way of communicating to you and through you. Mm -hmm. And it might not look like someone else's, but there's a journey that you can take with the help of tools and, um, some foundations. And I know human design for me, it's, it's a tool. It's not my, it's not everything. It's a, a very beautiful, yeah. Like anchor point that can help the journey, but just to know that the way that your intuition talks to you might be completely different than the way it talks to someone else. That's why I love your teaching and the way that you teach and share human design and the way that you read charts as well. I mean, the frameworks can be incredibly helpful and we can get overwhelmed by them, human design, astrology, numerology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually isn't everything just to connect with our soul? Bring you back to your soul. That's activate a thing. our soul That's what, template yeah. so that- yeah we can also create that direct connect with our soul, with our higher self. Um, 
So eventually you, you, you lose the grasp that you thought that you needed with the framework. And I felt that even with my work in the Akasha, like eventually it's just to lead you into like your soul voice is so wonderfully loud in your life, in your daily, in your business that you don't need anything to guide you into that voice. Absolutely. And there's also an aspect to me of just like mechanics of like, when I'm operating in alignment with my mechanics, the way I'm designed my template, I can live a lot more harmoniously with a lot more grace and a lot less resistance and confusion. Mm-hmm. When I know that I'm designed to operate and interact with life in certain ways that feel empowering, everything just becomes little bit easier and more clear and more available to me like to navigate from a really empowered way Mm, I love that sister wow it's been so wonderful to have you here on the naked heart podcast and to be just co-creating with you um, in 2021 and beyond I would love to close, you hold such earth codes and I know you've spent deep time with the earth and healing. And even before we jumped on and hit record, you kind of mentioned some codes that may wanna be shared. Do you, I feel like that'd be a really good like grounding, integrating thread for kind of wrapping up this conversation. Does that feel good yes, to share? I almost forgot where we were. I was like, we were just like in our, I felt <laughs> like we went into our own little like universe and everyone listening was just there with us, like around a campfire or something. It's um, like been such a long, <laughs> delicious episode. And I feel like we like hit that rhythmic beat. Like sometimes I know when I'm doing an interview or something, it can take a couple minutes to, or even just 20, 30 minutes to really get into our rhythm and like what really wants to be shared today. And there's something about the second half of this episode that I'm just like, Whew, I'm going to go back and listen. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll share. Yeah, this is just kind of, okay. So before we got on, I was looking at a tree. Okay. I was looking outside at my window, just staring at a tree. Like I do, you know, pretty much every day and <laughs> was just, you know, it's just about creation. Um, you know, I, my soul came to earth to learn about creation. I feel like for Danny, that's one of her main soul codes too, of Mm -hmm. understanding the process of creation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the ways that I have really learned about organic creation. So creation that is an organic result of you embodying your essence and being true to yourself in relation to inorganic creation with, which is based on, you know, force manipulation, um, fear, distortion, distortion, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, When we are communing with the earth, when we are spending time in nature, when we are opening up to nature and the earth and the elements as our Mm -hmm. teachers, they they teach us about what organic creation is. They reveal to us that we all have our own organic creation template within us, just as they are lots of different kinds of trees and each one of them holds their own unique reason for being in the ecosystem, for being part of the earth, for sharing their love and wisdom with you know all plants, all animals, every being. Mm-hmm. So, so do we. Mm-hmm. And we just have a more complex world that we're existing in, be, you know, in this human existence as compared to the the flow of the natural 
world, but ultimately just spend time with the earth and allow the earth to teach you about creation, about cycles, about flow, about authenticity, about rooting, about Mm. stretching high to the heavens. Um, Just let the trees talk to you. If you're anything Mm. like me, they'll talk to you and you'll learn (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Wow. I love that one way I've been just honoring the land here that I live on in Boulder, Colorado and, and the ancestors and natives and those have walked these lands before is just to um, share offerings a couple of times a week, especially before I'm anchoring into some kind of creative zone, whether I'm creating um, the workshop that you and I are going to be leading this week around roots and structures, which we're going to take this into an intimate teaching and sharing and coaching zone. If you want to join, or if you're watching this um, or listening to this podcast after the fact, you may um, probably be able to still purchase it with us because we're going to have that recording. So just reach out if, if you happen to listen to this after that workshop shop happens but like coming and just speaking to the trees and offering my blood or sage or just reiki putting my hands on the earth and just saying thank you thank you thank you and letting that be kind of an anchor point for my creation zones when I know I'm going into a deep creative period you know with myself whether it's healing or my business or sitting with um, mushrooms and and they're teaching me about somatic awareness. I'll anchor the earth on each side of that zone, that creative zone, whatever that those flavors of creation are, because even breath is creation Mm -hmm. and I'll meet the earth before and I'll meet the earth after. And it's, it's really just a thank you and an offering. So, so sweet. Just loving the earth, feeling like she's my CEO of my work and my business, wanting to do everything to honor her and I know it's important to you too, and it's powerful. It, it, it brings deeper roots. I mean, even in the forest, we're going to be making donations um, in service to earth and humanity, as well as our upcoming Sedona retreat that we're launching this week and uh, making a donation to um, native, native tribes there and, and those that have, were the keepers of the land and walked that land and honored that land and spoke to that land and offerings to the land herself yes just feels sacred and right being in exchange being in sacred exchange and that brings that harmony that balance Mm. that flow from the heart in and out in that i see an infinity sign it's this beautiful equal reciprocal exchange yeah it feels like for me it's just kind of telling the earth like I see you, you hold memory, you hold stories, you hold codes, you hold magic. I see you too. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I love, we ended at a really soft, we went on like a gorgeous ride. I feel like through all of the elements and then landed in this softness, this rich soil that now we just plant seeds in and, and grow. And part of that is the forest. Um, We've already kind of talked about it in this um, flow, but the forest is basically a membership container with different classes and workshops and ceremonies and open mic nights to share your creative expression. And 
business workshops once a month. It's 111 a month. We also have a living um, library, a portal that holds you with recordings when we don't have active live offerings. So we do have live offerings every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays are going to be like Akashic activation days. Uh, Wednesday will be uh, really nurturing your process through breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so powerful. Christina. Which I didn't really speak about, I wish I did, but like I could do a whole episode just on breathwork. Right. <laughs> Dude, breathwork is incredible. It's so beautiful. And Fridays, we'll be gathering in a silent ceremony for the first half hour. And then for those that have the time to stay on, we're going to just be opening sharing circles. And Christina and I will even be doing some kind of like office hours sort of thing where you can come and, and receive some coaching and some support um, with us kind of group style and opportunities to work with us um, one-on-one readings at a discounted rate and the first ones to know about our retreats and things like that. And I'm just excited to nurture my own process in this community, to be a student and a leader within, and to know that everyone that enters through this portal, because we've encoded it to be this way, is a student and a leader Mm -hmm. and is coming to um, nurture their own process in a really safe, sacred, inspiring space. Yes. I cannot wait. It's the energy around it gets stronger and deeper every day. Like I can just feel how much love and intention and nurture we've been pouring into the roots of the forest. And I just know anyone who feels they're going to feel a pulse. It's like Mm -hmm. an energy that's pulsing that will, yeah. I just know that all the, the women who are listening, who are aligned with it may already know in their bodies. They already might feel that pulse. Yeah. And we would love to, to have you there and to play with you there. Mm, wow. Thank you, Christina, for bringing your magic to us. Her handle on IG is Stellar Shift. And of course, you can always ask me and I can share her information with you as well. But you'll be seeing more of her within Naked Heart and of course, in our collaboration, The Forest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you sister. Thank you, Danny. I love you. Thank you for having me. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. And for those of you that tuned in, I love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I will see you and feel you and be with you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs)